0: Today we're going to talk about productized services. In this video, I'm going to explain what a productized service is. I'm going to explain why you should care what they are and kind of give you an idea of how they fit into your product ladder or the suite of offerings that you provide to clients. Let's start with the definition. A productized service is a fixed scope service that you offer at a published price. So it has product Aspects to it where it's just really easy for clients to get their heads around, but it's delivered like a service, i.e., a bunch of uh, activities that you undertake over time to deliver some kind of outcome to the client. As you can probably tell from the name, a productized service is a hybrid of a product and a service. It's sold like a product, but it's delivered like a service. So these are pretty easy to spin up for people who have already been delivering services because they're used to delivering services. So really all you're you're doing is coming up with a predefined fixed scope that you can present like a product on your website or in your other marketing materials. The difference between a productized service and a pure product is that there's no physical object to return. That's probably obvious. You're not buying a lamp, you're buying, you know, some kind of service. So there's nothing to return. You might offer a money back guarantee to your clients if they're not happy with the service. Uh, and they can get their money back the way you could if you returned a LAMP to Ikea, but you're not actually giving back anything physically. Okay, so how is a productized service different from a pure service? Well, we've already talked about what goes into creating a custom project proposal for a client. You have to you know, uh, have a sales interview. You have to have the why conversation. Then you have to determine the value of the outcome to the client then you have to put together a proposal, you have to come up with the value there, some prices based on that, three options, all of the negotiations that happen after that. It's a lot of work. It's very emotionally intense. There's a lot of labor to it, a lot of emotional labor to creating a custom project proposal. All of that goes away with productized services. You don't have to do that. You just It's kind of more of a take it or leave it proposition where you describe everything about the uh, service ahead of time to the sort of anonymous client so a will come along and they'll say hey this is for me or it's not for me you don't have to have a long discussion with them about it a side benefit of selling productized services is that since they're repeatable you can optimize them over time you can create systems and tools and libraries and boilerplate copy and all of these things to make it less work to deliver the same outcome so over time what that does is decrease your cost And what that means is that your profits go up and you're perhaps even delivering more value. So you could increase the price while your cost is going down, which dramatically increases your profits. You know, from the first day you offer the productized service to, you know, six months later after you've done it three or four times and you're like, oh, I've really got this down. I can do this very quickly. I'm attracting better clients who can afford higher prices. And now I'm really making high profits every time I sell this. So to help you get your heads around this, I want to give a few examples. For developers, you could create something like a mobile usability report where someone's got a web app or something like that, and you can go through and give them a a teardown and come up with maybe six things they could do to improve the uh, usability of their website or their web app on mobile. You could put together a disaster recovery plan for a company that is worried about getting hacked or their servers going down and having data loss, you could put together a plan for backup and recovery of their systems so they don't go out of business if something bad happens. If you have, if you have a client that is interested in um, migrating from on-prem servers to the cloud, they're going to have a million questions and you could put together a, um, like a checklist or an analysis. You could meet with them kind of do a diagnosis and give them recommendations for what they need to be thinking about that they can hand off to their internal employees to execute the migration. For designers, you could do a website teardown of, say, a marketing page, something like that. Um, you could do a brand style guide that companies could uh, distribute to their partners and internal employees to keep their brand consistent across whatever channels that they're, they're um, you know, broadcasting on or, or outputting to. Or you could do something a little more technical like, say, a a three-month A-B testing of a home page or a product page or something like that. So they could tweak a page into shape based on data so that it was more effective over time. Copywriters could put together a content marketing strategy for clients. So maybe a a year-long marketing calendar that is planned out in advance by you for them. Uh, you could put together an MVP sales funnel. Sales funnels are like 90 or 95% words. So a copywriter would be completely capable of, say, uh, writing webinar scripts that lead into an email nurture campaign that go to a call to action that would you know, have a sales page at the end of it. It's all words. There's going to be some photos and some design and those sorts of things, but it's like 90% words. So a copywriter could definitely do that. Another one would be to do case studies or testimonials as a service where you're, you're you know maybe on a retainer type of basis or for a short period of time, like three months, you go through, um, uh, you go through a client's clients, you go through their past customers and interview them and put together case studies, put together testimonials. Maybe you go a step further and uh, come up with uh, ways to broadcast that over social media, so on and so forth. Now, photographers, a lot of photographers already offer productized services, assuming they don't charge for their time or for the photos. Like, a, uh, for example, a boudoir photographer, they generally are very good at selling the experience, the session, how the person's going to feel. So that's, that's already a productized service if they're, if they're charging for the experience and not the time or the, the deliverables, the photos. But here's some other ideas, too. Uh, you could do a small business marketing package where you went around to businesses and you uh, basically shot their stuff, and uh, maybe you actually upload it to a Squarespace site that you create for them. So you're doing a little bit more than just photography, but photography is such a big piece of marketing for, say, a boutique or uh, a restaurant or something like that. You could go to luxury boutiques in your area. And you're selling your photography basically, but you're taking your, but uh, sorry, you're executing photography. That's mostly what you're doing. But then uh, what they're getting out of it is like a new website, a new brand, um, that sort of a thing. So you could, maybe that's a little bit out of your comfort zone, but it's certainly something you could do. Another thing would be just coaching people how to look better or sound better or act better on camera, whether it's, you know, static shots you know, photos, or if it's video like this, I'd be very interested in, you know, I could probably use a lot of coaching on how to be on camera. I'm just sort of winging it. And if someone was an expert at that, I'd be very interested to hear about that. I would think a photographer be able to do that. I know they already create posing guides and that sort of thing. So why not take it one step further? Another thing you could do to use myself as an example, again, is do a home studio or an office studio setup, like how to set up, a DIY studio, or how to DIY your own studio. Where should the camera be? How high should it be? How far should it be? What kind of camera? What should I worry about with the lighting? Um, All of these things would be very interesting to me. And I imagine lots of other people who are doing things like webinars or lots of conference calls, executives that are doing lots of conference calls remotely. Anything that has to do with setting up a remote environment for Uh, this sort of like video production or, or I suppose still, still photos as well. That would be very valuable to certain people. Let's say you're an HR professional. You could do something like uh, an employee handbook or an employee onboarding analysis, something, you know, for clients who feel like their employees are taking a real long time to get productive, or they've determined that there's um, a morale situation that could perhaps be corrected at the source you could put together the sort of employee onboarding analysis and guide or recommendations or roadmap. Another thing you could do is uh, design a professional development program for clients who are perhaps wanted to be more competitive uh, in the hiring game so they're not attracting the best candidates or so they're not attracting enough candidates. Maybe if they offered um, you know promoted themselves as like cutting edge in terms of career development or skill development uh, that would attract more employees, or they would believe that that would attract more and better employees. So why not design that for them? Have a, you know, a professional development program that you put together, but you, you probably don't even run. You just assemble it and hand it off to their employees to execute. Another thing, this might be a little bit of a stretch, but some, but some sort of, uh, crisis management or, uh, emergency response planning for situations where let's say there's, um, you know, the CEO is, uh, having a hard time, let's just say, you know, there's a getting, getting a lot of bad press and the employees are going to be affected by that. What should they do? What should they say to all of their friends who are asking them about this? Is there, is there a way that, you know, they could get in trouble, the business could get in more trouble if employees are leaking internal information? What should be the response? What, what should human resources professionals be saying to frontline employees when there's some kind of crisis going on? It could be a scandal that the CEO is involved with, or who knows? It could be, you know, maybe it's a California-based company and there are, maybe there's some sort of natural disaster that is not likely, but, you know, could happen. What should the employees do? You know, what, what is the plan in case the worst happens? Your to-do for this time around is to start brainstorming a list of productized services that you could offer to your clients. So a good place to start here is just think back to projects that you've done in the past, custom projects, and look for anything that you've done more than once. Especially, it's usually at the beginning of the project. Something strategic, some sort of design, some kind of planning. It's brain work. It's not hands work. It's like you're not typing as much as you are. Um, you know, you're know, you not coding. You're not banging out copy. You're not shooting photos. It's the thinking stuff that happens before you do the implementation. So look for that in your past, see if you can remember anything that you've done once or even once, but more than once is a, a really good clue that people care about it or that it's effective. Or, oh, and you could go back and potentially get some, a testimonial about that specific piece from a past client, but we'll talk about that later. The idea is to come up with something that you could offer at a fixed price to basically anyone that, it, regardless of their size, So it's something like, you know, a website teardown, let's just say, or a homepage teardown for a mom and pop pizza place is going to cost you pretty much the same time as it would take to do a homepage teardown for Domino's, even though Domino's is is a massive company. So look for things that are like that, where it's mostly brain work you're just going to be thinking about stuff and then giving your advice or a recommendation or some sort of a report, that kind of a, a plan, something like that. And, and make a list of things like that. Might take a little bit of time to get into it. So, you know, brainstorm with other folks in the room and at the end of it, we're going to want to pick one to move on with in the next examples. So it doesn't have to be perfect. We're going to tweak this over time. So just pick your favorite from the list and we'll work with that. All right, cool. I can't wait to see what you come up up with in Slack.